0: Welcome to Textile Update, the podcast where we can share our passion for textiles, fibers, and yarns. This is Gwendolyn Hustvent. In the third in a series of four podcasts that look at protein fibers, we now turn our attention to the minor protein fibers, uh, those that come from animal sources but are not wool. We're going to look very quickly at the group of fibers that are called the minor protein fibers. Now uh, you can learn all you want to know about protein fibers by looking in uh, what what I might call the Bible of textiles, uh, a book called Matthew's Textile Fibers. I I have a copy of this book. I bought it from an online uh, rare book dealer uh, because I was looking for a copy that was older than 1950. Uh, when we look back at the textiles curricula from the early 20th century, we can see that Matthew's Textile Fibers, which began being published actually in the late uh, 19th century, uh, was an important reference, uh, very um, uh, an authoritative uh, encyclopedia compilation of all of the extant information about textile fibers and so you can find out about uh, almost every obscure little fiber now the reason that i went to the trouble to get uh, uh, uh edition of the book for prior to 1950 is that uh, once synthetics were invented, obviously synthetics had to be included, but in order to keep the book from being even more massive than it already is, uh, they began to drop some of the minor fibers. And if you're in love with uh, uh, natural fibers like I am, then uh, it was important to have a book that could share all of this additional information. So if you're really serious about textiles, tracking down your very own copy of Matthew's textile Fibers, uh, can be important uh, just now. I'm focusing on developing the basic understanding. That's what uh, this particular uh, Podcast series is about but I can imagine at some point in the future Just having a whole series where I spend time and luxuriate in Matthews textile fibers but just to dip in and discuss uh, a few of the of the Specialty hair fibers that are important within the fashion industry uh, we have these in in uh, um... It's- two main groups, uh, the goats versus camels. And, and you're like, camels, but there's just camels in the camel group. Goats, there's just goats in the goat group. Well, but there's different kinds, and camels have camel lids, which are animals that are related to camels, but are smaller. Uh, and then and then we have rabbits all by themselves. So I, I don't even make them a, a whole group. Um, in, in the goat family, we have the angora goat and the cashmere goat. Uh, the angora goat produces mohair, which is long, uh, Um, and uh, is in fact considered the most resilient natural fiber. Uh, And this is uh, because it has um, uh, no uh, crimp, but uh, it just has a very sturdy structure, uh, which really makes it ideal for carpeting. That's what uh, mohair is ideal for. Um, Because it doesn't have any crimp, uh, it has very low cohesion. This makes it challenging to include mohair in apparel construction, because uh, when you spin it into a spun yarn, you're depending on cohesion to make the, the fibers stick to themselves, right? But the mohair fibers will end up uh, falling out of the yarns. Uh, there's sort of a joke uh, back in the 50s, uh, uh, mohair sweaters were popular among young people and they might come in his and her colors, right? Uh, uh, navy blue and uh, red, right? And that you could tell who had been, well, to use the Harry Potter term, snogging who, because you could see uh, navy blue uh, mohair fibers on someone's red um, mohair sweater and then you knew that they'd been um, in contact with the navy blue mohair sweater uh, because the, the mohair fibers would actually just simply pull out of the sweater. In fact, uh, it has low enough cohesion that we don't make um, mohair carpeting using 100% mohair. It's always going to be blended with wool, which will end up forming the base of the yarn and the mohairs uh, serve as the portion of the yarn that provides the the excellent resiliency Uh, it's a fairly transparent fiber which means um, that uh, uh, the dyes that are used really show through in their true brilliant colors Uh, mohair is uh, produced in Texas, uh, in part because Texas has a climate that is similar. I, I mean, we don't think of Texas as being the nation's, lead, and by nation I mean the United States, the nation's leading uh, fiber-producing state, but in fact it is. Uh, more cotton, more wool, more mohair, uh, more everything. Um, It's really big. That's one of it. But also, if we think about uh, Merino goats, which were bred and developed in Spain, for example, and um, I mean, Merino sheep. um, uh, Boy, Merino goats would be cool. Uh, If we think about um, the Middle East, where uh, sheep uh, actually originated from, right, were domesticated, uh, and then we think about the climate of Texas, hot, hot, uh, scrub lands with uh, uh, feed that is not desired by cattle, uh, despite the image of, of Texas as a cattle ranching region. Uh, in fact, it's, most of it is not. And uh, so we have this sort of scrubland that is desirable by sheep and goats. And so uh, uh, Angora goats were brought in to produce mohair uh, in the middle of the 20th century, was actually uh, supported by the U.S. government as a, as a viable industry. Um, Once mohair fell out of favor as an apparel fiber, that became a challenge for the industry. And now, in fact, most mohair in the world is produced in South Africa. Uh, It's really important to note the name of the animal that produces mohair is not the mo. uh, It's the angora goat. Um, The angora, we think, may come from the the word um, Ankara, which is the name of an important historical city in Turkey. Uh, So Ankara, Turkey uh, would be um, potentially had been uh, mutated by uh, English speaking tongues into Angora. Uh, Angora fiber is produced by the Angora rabbit. And similar to mohair, Angora fiber is difficult to dye. I I mean, uh, mohair fiber is not difficult to dye. It dyes really beautiful colors, but um, uh, angora fibers are difficult to retain inside uh, yarn because they're also very smooth and slippery. Uh, so angora fibers are typically white. Um, they're used to add sort of a corona of softness to a, a fiber, um, a halo of softness. Um, and uh, uh, so um, uh, angora is is just sort of a watchword for soft even angora cats are are very soft now the cashmere goat comes from this is going to be so unsurprising it's it's not shocking in any way the cashmere region right of southeast asia uh, the cashmere region is uh, now a disputed region unfortunately we have uh, some conflict in the cashmere region talk to somebody from India and they'll say that uh, the Kashmir region belongs to India. Talk to somebody from Pakistan, they'll say that the Kashmir region belongs to Pakistan. Uh, the Kashmir region is in the Himalayas. It has uh, alpine areas like ski resorts and stuff. I guess you could see why people are fighting about it, right? It's it's a nice, uh, a very uh, beautiful, picturesque region. Um, and uh, the Kashmir goat lives at those high altitudes, produces this very uh, soft, very fine fiber that uh, is fragile, has poor abrasion resistance, but is very uh, luxuriously comfortable, Uh, very fine, even finer than uh, lamb's wool, and so can make very soft and comfortable uh, garments. Um, Cashmere goats uh, are not sheared. Uh, We don't shear goats. We don't shear Angora goats either we exfoliate their fibers, in the sense that we either wait for them to fall out or we brush them with a brush and just gently tug them out because they're ready to fall out. Uh, in fact, um, most cashmere goats are not domesticated, they just run wild on the mountainside and people uh, follow after them and find clumps of their of their fiber uh, in bushes and against rocks uh, where they may have rubbed up against uh, and they gather and collect them. This is the reason why cashmere uh, should be so expensive. Um, because it's not farm-produced, uh, it's produced in the wild, and there's a lot of labor involved in gathering the cashmere fibers. Uh, in fact, if you've bought anything that wasn't very expensive, right? If you're like, "Oh wow, I can afford this," and it claimed to be cashmere, then I would very much doubt that it actually was cashmere. Uh, there is a, a tracing system in place for for cashmere. I, I can't remember the name of it just at the moment, but um, uh, it's estimated that uh, another 100% of fibers that are sold as cashmere are not cashmere. Um, and uh, so if you bought a pashmina in Times Square, uh, that wasn't cashmere. It was very fine wool. Uh, you could argue, what's the difference, right? If it tricked you into thinking it was cashmere, um, it would be uh, important if you were a brand that was paying quite a lot for a fiber and passing that cost on to customers and then not... Um, not actually getting what you were paying for. Uh, To be honest, if I were looking for a fiber that was similar to cashmere uh, in terms of its uh, softness and thermal retention, I would probably go for a camelid fiber. Uh, I would probably go for alpaca, Um, uh, baby alpaca, alpaca that comes from um, the the first uh, shed of the youngest alpaca is comparable with uh, cashmere. Uh, So the camel uh, hair, uh, the camel family includes, um, well, I'm gonna shock you here at the camel. Um, Camels live in desert regions now, including even Australia. Uh, But of course, originally, you know, the Saudi Arabian desert, the Saharan desert, the the Gobi desert, right? So um, desert regions of the world. And uh, camel hair is, uh, notice it's called hair, not wool, and that's because it doesn't have crimp uh, and it's fairly coarse. Um, And uh, it is uh, water repellent, a good insulator, which makes sense uh, for an animal to develop if they live in a a hot, arid region. Uh, It doesn't dye well, Uh, it's naturally tan, uh, uh, what we would even call a camel color. Um, And so most camel products are just camel colored. Um, if you ever come across a camel hair coat in a thrift store, for example, from someone's estate, buy it. Doesn't matter if it doesn't fit you, but j- just buy it. Um, because, uh, uh, you found something that's increasingly rare and you'll find somebody someday that wants it. Uh, ask around, uh, a true camel hair coat, uh, is something that someone can prize for a lifetime, uh, because it's warm and water repellent. There was a reason why it was the, 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 the coat that was chosen the fiber that was chosen for the coats of the officer class uh, during the 20th century. Uh, people that had to spend a lot of time outdoors in, in inclement and challenging weather, but who were high ranking enough to deserve the very best. Uh, so, as I mentioned, camelids are uh, animals that are related to camels, but much smaller. Camelids camel are indigenous to South America. And so the llama is the taller version. A llama would be slightly taller than you as a human being. An alpaca would be uh, smaller than you, like an alpaca would be the size of a, of a human child. Um, uh, llamas are, um, uh, uh, very, uh, have a very uh, distinctive personality and are uh, sometimes trained and bred as uh, guard animals. So, uh, shepherd, uh, shepherd or sheep ranchers might um, include a, a llama out in the field with the sheep because if a, a wolf or other predator approached the sheep, um, the sheep scare easily and uh, would end up uh, being injured in the panic. Even if uh, only one or two of them fell prey to the predator, uh, but if you have a llama in the field, the llama can come roaring over, uh, spit and kick at the the wolf. Really, definitely tell the tell the wolf that this is not an easy picking and the sheep can uh, relax because uh, the the llama is doing uh, the fighting for them uh, it's kind of sounds vaguely like uh, high school social structure uh, so are you the llama in your group uh, alpaca uh, much smaller uh, and then <clears throat> we have an even smaller um, animal in the same family the the vicuña uh, which is uh, vicuña has the softest and the rarest and the finest of the camelid fibers and and uh, is is thereby even more valuable and expensive than cashmere. As an average consumer, you've never even encountered something made from vicuña. It would be reserved for luxury products. Uh, so if you're ever rich and famous, uh, just skip right past cashmere and go to vicuña. Uh, vicuña uh, are not um, uh, a program within the Andean countries, uh, Ecuador. Uh, Peru to actually RFID tag uh, the existing vicuña in order to determine whether they are being stolen or transported across the borders. Uh, vicuña have not been um, wide, uh, domesticated in any widespread way beyond the Indian region uh, in, a, in a way similar to cashmere to goats that have not really been successfully domesticated in large quantities beyond uh, the Himalayan region. Uh, alpaca, on the other hand, there are alpaca ranches in the U.S. Is it a significant source of fiber? Eh, it's No, not really, uh, compared with the, the fiber sources from, uh, from South America. But uh, uh, they are able to be bred in, in quote, captivity um, outside of the Andean region. Uh, the alpaca, the vicuna, we just uh, haven't uh, gotten there. Uh, Angora rabbits are are pets, right? People keep them as pets, uh, but you can uh, brush them and pull out the fiber. I've uh, met some Angora rabbits at fiber fairs, uh, very cute and cuddly. uh, And uh, to remove the fiber, you just brush them. Now, as a warning, uh, uh, some, Facilities that produce a lot of angora fiber. Um, there have been um, disturbing and unpleasant videos circulated by uh, uh, animal rights groups that show uh, the exfoliation being much more brutal um, and uh, uh, pulling the hair out uh, using um, a much more harsh methods that uh, hurt the animals. And um, this is an important thing to consider, regardless of your personal feelings about animals. And believe it or not, there's a variety of types of feelings that people have about animals. This is a long-standing trend that we see. Some people um, feel that animals are capable of suffering and leading lives of interest to themselves and other people Just simply do not. Uh, Regardless of how you feel, it's important to remember that that the the people who do feel that animals are capable of suffering are highly motivated by this belief, and so uh, as soon as uh, a particular fiber is associated with mistreatment of animals, uh, then it can have a real challenge uh, being um, marketed to that particular group of people, which is a very large percentage of people. So, uh, so stepping aside from any particular moral question, which Um, This is hard because people who don't feel that animals are capable of suffering and leading lives of interest to themselves can't see the moral argument, right? Because they just lack the belief that sets it up. Um, but, uh, whether or not they can, um, be appealed to from the perspective of, you know, my God, man, they're suffering. You can appeal to them, uh, from the perspective of their wallet, right? Um, look, you're going to find it hard to sell a product that people associate with poor, shivering, bleeding rabbits. So, um, uh, getting on the right side of animal cruelty, uh, campaigns, making sure that you're, Um, sourcing is uh, ethical when it comes to animals is uh can just be good business sense uh so um angora rabbits because they're bred in captivity uh can come from anywhere so although again the word angora may suggest that they came from turkey originally um you know like i guess if you believe the the um, uh, if you're one of the people who believes the story of Noah's Ark and that the, that the Ark is in the mountains near Angora or Ankara then you might believe that everyone came from the Angora region originally right that's one um, uh, mythological view of the world and then, uh, uh, then you realize like how much stock we would put in that word as a, as a possible origin for the animal um, if you can uh, keep the Angora rabbit as a pet then uh, it belongs in your region All right, so those are the uh, minor uh, or specialty hair fibers. Uh, I just barely glossed the surface of these uh, very soft, uh, beautiful, and often expensive fibers.